What's up, everybody? I just wanted to let you know there's a bit of an audio issue uh, for, for the first half of this recording. We were broadcasting live to Facebook and YouTube at the same time, and I think it caused some recording issues. Uh, it's specifically on Mason's side, you hear some audio skipping. Otherwise, it was an amazing episode. I didn't want to re-record it. Uh, one, because we have a time crunch, but two, these answers are great, and I think everybody who is sort of running that hybrid business uh, a service business, a product business, or even if you have a sort of mix of maybe uh, services with dedicated consulting, this is a great episode to sort of learn how Mason splits uh, his priorities and tasks at his company and also just a look at where he feels this whole uh, digital agency market is shifting. Stick through the whole episode. It's a, it's a great episode. We'll see you uh, in season hey, five. Thanks for listening to the Matt Report special edition. We are in between seasons four and five. Uh, as you know, the last 10 episodes of the Matt Report uh, season four sort of started off at the uh, the beginning of October, went all the way to the end of January. It was an amazing season. Well received. MattReport.com slash season four sponsored by my guest today, Mason James of Valet. We're gonna, I'm excited to talk to him today about the business of WordPress software as a freaking service. And I say that because it's gonna be a great discussion talking, uh, you know, the ins and outs, uh, the leaps and bounds of doing software as a service. Uh, and uh, spoiler alert, halfway through season five of the Matt Report, which is already in production, uh, we're going to take a, a turn on software as a service, and we're going to be introducing something very special to the Matt Report Season 5. I think most of you, many of you, <laughs> should be uh, excited uh, about that, and I can't wait for that to announce. Uh, but stay tuned, of course, to MattReport.com for all things uh, the Matt Report Podcast. This episode, special edition, brought to you by myself, my own product, Conductor Plugin, content blocks for WordPress. We are no longer doing this whole, is Conductor a page builder? Uh, are we an alternative to page builders? I've given up on that battle. Thank you very much. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Pippin Williamson, for putting out that amazing uh, roundup of me and uh, about a dozen other page builders doing it better. Conductor is content blocks for WordPress. You have content within your WordPress website and you want to display those pieces of content, that data on any page or post in your WordPress site, be it your homepage, a blog post, that kind of thing. Uh, you want to display six or 10 WooCommerce products uh, in a grid, in a loop, in a slider, and you want to control the custom fields that WooCommerce has like pricing, shipping, buy now buttons. You can do all that with Conductor. We got a new query builder. You can check it out at Conductor plugin. Dot com. We're live on YouTube and Facebook. It's going to be in an audio podcast later on for those of you subscribed to iTunes. Mason, welcome to the program, sir. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. For folks who don't know who you are, and by the way, for folks who don't know who you are, and when I see you at a WordCamp, right, or, or another sort of WordPress event like a Pressnomics, um, I see you from a distance and I say, I have to sit down with him and absorb everything that he has learned uh, in the WordPress world over the last six months or however long it's been since I had last talked to you. Uh, because you, sir, are one of the people that I look to as this, uh, this font of knowledge, right? This guy that just has all of this great stuff to tell us about. Uh, so for folks who don't know who you are, who are you and what do you do? Well, thanks for that. I think you probably see me at a distance more because I'm an introvert than uh, <laughs> any other reason. Uh, but uh, I, 
I appreciate that introduction and uh, dude, it's always a pleasure to be here. Love uh, everything that you've been doing over the years with Matt Report and, and uh, you know, educating the community. Um, I'm Mason James and uh, uh, started a company called WP Valet back in 2012. So gosh, we're, we're five years this year uh, in April. And for that, I did support and was building rights. Uh, 2012 started uh, as an agency that exists clients out in the month of ongoing support needs that they had, uh, rather than focusing on individual builds. Um, yeah, we thought, man, there's a lot of people that need building in-house web developer, but maybe they have the budget for that. And so uh, we provide those types of uh, services and expertise, uh, and that's branched out a little bit. I think that's what we're going to talk about uh, actually today. Um, but yeah, we, we focus on that, the client relationship and being with them month over month, year over year, and uh, five years in, and it's, it's still the game plan. You have one of the sort of best not sort of, you do. You have one of the best websites, the web presence um, that I see, you know, it, it, in the realm of, of WordPress and, and colleagues, uh, you know, amongst us. Uh, you know, that's just to oh, say, you have, you, you have a damn good website and you change it a lot, which which is good. Like, I, I always see you sort of reinvesting in that. Is that something that is sort of happens uh, as you sort of maybe pivot your, your business a little bit? Um, and what does that look like? Are you constantly saying like, are you constantly testing things to see what works? And, and when you do find find that thing that works, you sort of double down on that? Is that how you sort of run the business or is it much more sort of safer, yeah. I guess? Yeah. Well, so, well, thank you very much. I mean, we spent uh, an ins just an inordinate amount of time uh, back in 2015. Uh, on the, which is still the current kind of skeletal structure of the site. Uh, prior to that, we did a lot of A-B testing. Um, everything from the messaging to the images that we were using and we followed that data uh, along for a couple months before we went into a rebranding process um, we've stuck with that framework we do change the content regularly uh, just testing out messaging and uh, I think also because uh, I personally am involved with uh, the monthly communication with our clients and I'm, I'm constantly listening I'm hearing the words that they're using, and I'm going, okay, how can how can we better address that need? And and yeah, then then we'll toss it up there and and see if uh, that resonates at all with with the folks coming and visiting the site. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the way that I sort of run, and and I've been I was sort of getting back to the roots of of talking to. Um, you know, new WordPress entrepreneurs, people who are starting out for the very first time, they're trying to, you know, do maybe a little side gig and, and make WordPress websites all the way to people who have, you know, a two or three person sort of boutique shop. And uh, I see a lot of people just thinking, you know, which still surprises me today in, in the year 2017, uh, where they think it can be much more of a sort of set and forget mentality, where they think it's like, well, what do, what do I need, Matt? Just tell me what I need to put up there, and, and, and that's my thing that should just work forever, right? Um, hey. sa sadly, it's not that easy, uh, and sadly, it's going to... It's going to be different for everybody. Um, you have your experiences, your clientele, which has shaped the look and feel, um, and even the products coming out of Valet. Uh, too many people are thinking like, there's this thing you can buy for $97, and there it is. <laughs> there's your business. It's all yeah. set. Uh, sadly, not the case. Yeah. 
I wish. I definitely wish. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe one of the uh, best examples and actually some place testing this year is uh, pricing. Uh, we have never historically had pricing on our website. Um, and that is not to be mysterious. It's one of the most Google things uh, <laughs> when you look for WP Valet is Valet you know, pricing. Um, but it's because we, we test a lot of different pricing. And uh, we're always trying something, something new, and, and even how we message or package, you know, sets of services together. Um, so some of it we are continually so dynamic. I don't even, I haven't felt comfortable with uh, putting putting that on the site. Uh, like I said, we're probably going to test that out a little more this year. Um, but yeah, that's we're we're constantly changing things. You know, the the funny thing is, is I think the very first. Um, introduction I had to you and I don't I can't remember because obviously you're a repeat guest on the Matt Report you've been here before I forget which episode I guess I should have done my homework and, <laughs> and at least link that up uh, but you know I, I think at the time when I had sort of uh, started my agency I, I got involved with a client that you know, I'm not gonna lie, maybe a little bit in over my head in terms of the support stuff we're much much more well structured now but I had looked for other support businesses out there and when I found you which now that I think about it, it probably came through Mixergy because I was a super Mixergy fan many, many, many years ago. And mm -hmm. uh, I remember not seeing pricing on, on your site. And really, from a branding perspective, the first thing that popped into my mind is, well, well you know, this must be much more of like an enterprise grade. Um, it, it, you know, maybe it's, it's just this more sort of, um, you know, longer sort of sales process because they're the real deal. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're not $65 a month like a lot of people were, you know, two, three years ago. Uh, right. there, there's some sales. There's some, you know, deep dive discovery, which isn't just about high prices. It's about, well, you want to make sure you get the right fit. Um, Definitely. Has that changed a little bit now that you want to experiment with sort of advertising prices? Or how does that all sort of spin out? Yeah, so I think on on some of the services that we've been offering for five years now, we definitely have a sense of the concrete uh, cost owing them and uh, are interested in exploring that territory. So maybe folks who wouldn't be on the high-end enterprise sort of the spectrum, uh, but still have a very uh, tangible need and something that we know, we know the red flags, we also know exactly how we want those services to be delivered and are better at defining that in a way that is a little more comfortable with pricing. Uh, of course, the challenge is if we put up pricing, does that put a number in someone at you know uh, an elite level or enterprise level uh, plan? Does that put them in a place where they think, oh, well, these guys aren't that big? So it's it is an ongoing conversation. Um, I don't feel any pressure to to put the you know pricing up in in that respect, but it's something that I'd like to experiment with. And one of the things uh, that we have been working on is the dashboard software as potentially a mechanism for that. So more of a, okay, this is a very specific product. It's, it's a software as a service. And so we can uh, fit some of our services uh, in line with that software and, and give it just uh, standard, you know, monthly or annual pricing. Right, right. No, it makes, it makes total sense. Uh, let's talk about sort of the, I definitely, obviously we're going to talk about the, the, uh, the dashboard and reporting product, but I want to know from your perspective, what types of 
have you seen people shifting WordPress into a different category? Um, you know, outside of the product marketing side and even an e-commerce site, have you started to see people explore WordPress in a different approach uh, with some of the stuff that you're putting out? Web applications, you know, native apps. What does it What does it look like in your world? We we have a few that are trying that. Um, so we have we have a few clients that use like AppPressor. Um, to bring in content that's in WordPress into like a, an iPhone app, um, uh, a couple community sites that do that. Um, we have a handful of clients that are leveraging the API already, um, and uh, so they have you know an application, and the front end is completely written not in WordPress, uh, but then all of the content is actually created and housed within within WordPress separately. Um, I've definitely seen more of that. Um, I think I'm, I'm not sure. You know, I don't. I don't know any of the stats of how much growth we're seeing on on that end. I think on the other side, where you've got a package offering that includes, hey, WordPress, some plugins, hosting. Uh, all of these things kind of wrapped together. You look at what Rainmaker uh, just did with their Studio Press. I think it's called Studio Press Sites, uh, and and hosting companies have been around for a while, like Flywheel. And you see them kind of they've got a niche, they're focused, and they give you everything uh, in one package. I think you see a lot of growth. Uh, on things. Yeah, is that a direction that you think? And and people who've been following me for a while, this is something I've been sort of harping on, uh, maybe too, uh, maybe too uh, too much. But you know, one of the things I think we're really going to see rise in is just these flavored WordPress experiences, right? Uh, Rainmaker, StudioPress sites to a degree, stuff that GoDaddy's doing with some real customized sort of onboarding experiences. Uh, hell, even .com is a perfect. Uh, a perfect example, if not the genesis mm -hmm. of this. Uh, do you see that as something that's going to be the sort of future with air quotes uh, for experiencing WordPress, these different flavors, these different verticals? Uh, I kind of hope so. Um, yeah, I think that would be great. I would love to see, uh, I think, I think uh, probably Triple J said this a while back, but I, would, I, would, and I, th I think it's a great idea. You see it in other open source uh, platform solutions like Linux, you see that there's different uh, uh, flavors of that software, right? And it's all Linux, but you've got uh, Ubuntu, you've got CentOS, so you've got Debian, right? So uh, even Raspbian, if you're on a Raspberry Pi. So I think I think that would be pretty cool. I think that would be an awesome future for WordPress, where even the core software and then you know uh, a suite of other services and software around it. Is is has a feeling of it's specifically targeted towards a niche. I think that's a cool win for customers, uh, and it also means that WordPress gets to stick around uh, for for a really long time. So I think that's an exciting. Uh, I think it's an exciting option. Um, it poses some really unique challenges, of course, for for those of us who are providing like a general set of WordPress services. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm hopeful for it. That, and and that's the thing I'm 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 sort of interested in, and you know I, I don't want to be the the bearer of bad news, right? <laughs> or this sort of this sort of uh, like conspiracy theorist. But I'm just curious about how this all has the the long term effect of the overall brand and understanding to the end user of what WordPress is, right? Like the definition of what WordPress is. So if there's somebody's on Rainmaker Digital and all of a sudden they turn to you and they say, hey, can you help me out with my site? Yeah, I have a WordPress site. And you you know, you know have this long conversation. Then all of a sudden it's, oh yeah, it's a Rainmaker site. Oh, we can't support you. 
right? Or when somebody wants to move from flavor to flavor, right? I don't want this anymore. Can I move over to this one? I heard that you're both WordPress, you know, uh, those sort yeah. of, and then wordpress.com and people are like, well, what's the difference over there? Like I, I can do that. And what's this jetpack thing? Like I can, I can buy it through that. Like it's interesting, you know, so, uh, right. or, con or confusing. And that sort of lo long-term brand is something that I'm, I'm paying attention to right now. Cause I think we're in such a pivotal, um, I think we're just in a pivotal phase of, of what's going to be the WordPress of the future right now. Right. And I, I think we've sort of been in a, a really awesome phase with WordPress where, uh, customers, they want a WordPress site, right? They come to us because they say, Hey, I am really interested in this software. Um, that's, that, to me, that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, that's an interesting phase for web software where someone would be like, well, yeah, we want it to be a WordPress site or we, we know we want it to be a Drupal site, right? There's an community out there for that. Uh, I think long term, they probably become a, a lower down, a more just higher solution for customers. And so, you know, that's, that's one of the pivots that we've made in ARMS to focus more on being a solutions driven company that is existing to partner up with you and understand what your goals are to achieve those. Now, all of our, our current, well, most of our current, it's our WordPress and our focus is on WordPress. Uh, but that's, uh, that isn't, I think the long-term marketing path for us. Uh, it just happens to be something we love and will continue to use. Um, but long term, I think as you see customers are going, well, yeah, but I know I'm an e-commerce site. I know I'm, uh, you know, I know I'm focused on photography, whatever it is and whatever their uh, goals are for their website. Uh, as a services industry, our job is to support them and provide the best solution possible for that. Again, we can we can always say that WordPress, you know, as long as it exists as a good solution is what we'll use. Uh, but it's possible that that will be less of the main talking point, I think. Mm, yeah. And, and so there's a few things that I just sort of want to unpack, um, that I want to unpack with this. Does, does this mean, you know, from a business standpoint, it's smart to look at not only WordPress, but, but Drupal as well. And, and if that is a yes, how, how does one sort of prepare for that? And, and maybe if you're doing something like that, maybe not Drupal, but maybe another sort of thing that you might be supporting out there, how do you sort of prepare yourself for that kind of shift and just that, that overhead of learning a new system? Yeah. So, well, I think, I think you have to know yourself, uh, your, the company you want to have first. Uh, there are going to be WordPress and WordPress specific companies around, I, I think for a very, very long time. Uh, and there is, you know, nothing wrong with that. Uh, so I, I think it, it sort of depends on, on the makeup of, of your company and what you, you want to provide. Um, regardless of that technology piece, uh, companies are always going to need solutions that help them get their messaging out there. They're always going to need solutions uh, that make sure they have things stable and secure, that make sure they're performant. You know, I think about the uh, user experience and a lot of how we focused is to say, what do we think are the things that businesses want to make sure they provide. They want a, a stable, secure experience. They want it to be speedy. It needs to be usable, right? That means accessibility, be responsive to viewing the content. Uh, and then they're going to be concerned about things like their reputation online. They're going to be concerned about uh, the amount of traffic 
uh, and then ultimately what those users do, which we call conversion, right? So whether signing up for an email, buying a product, or uh, subscribing to a podcast, there's always all of those components. Uh, and by focusing our business services around those things, uh, we think that we extend the life of, of what we're doing. So, you know, in the not too distant future, it may be that the primary way that uh, a new user would engage with your brand would be through, uh, you know, augmented reality. Well, in that scenario, uh, they're still going to need a secure experience. It's still going to need to be quick. It's still going to need to respond to their device. And ultimately, you want that user to make some kind of conversion. So by framing the way we think about our services in that way, uh, we think we will be more inclined to to put ourselves where we're adaptable to the specific technology component. And again, I don't think that means WordPress disappears, uh, but it may function differently in terms of when it comes up in the in the client conversation. Right, right. I mean, it's always sort of smart to have that, you know, again, air quotes, safety net of diversity with what you're offering sure. and, and, yeah. and not just WordPress. I mean, unless you, you know, unless your core talent is just, you know, I don't know, developing WordPress plugins and you're just, you know, 150 miles an hour in that direction and it's working for you, then I guess keep doubling down on that. Uh, but if you are an agency, somebody who is much more full service, then you could, you sort of need to have your hands in this complete wheel of, of offerings because your clients, um, you know, they need it, right? They need it. And, yep. and, and that's super important. You know, one of the experiences that I sort of draw this, um, that I draw this, I, I can't think of a better word than this worry of, you know, where is WordPress going and how is WordPress going to be received? Because, I mean, I grew up in the car industry and at the time we were selling, um, we had General Motors brands, um, you know, Cadillac, Chevrolet, GMC, all the stuff. And back then people, General Motors had more cash in the bank than even Apple, right? Back, you know, back in the day when we used to own these things, people, mm -hmm. were, like, people were like $46 billion in the bank. They're never like, who's ever going to touch General Motors? General Motors is not going anywhere, right? Fast forward to 2007, 2008, General Motors is bankrupt, right? <laughs> you know, no yeah. cash in the bank or wherever it went, it's somewhere. Uh, you could never be a hundred percent certain that, you know, two, five, 10 years from now, you know, things as we know it now is going to exist exactly. the way it is. So it's very important. And that's sort of where I draw my, my experiences from. Sure. And I think I, to just build on what you said there, uh, you, we see, um, I mean, I don't have a lot of, of visibility into this, but I know that it, it is a thing that people say, Hey, you want to have like a passive income and have a great life? Like the whole like MLM kind of is what it feels like to me, but like a, a current message that I've heard around that thing is, Oh, passive income. You can just, just start a WordPress maintenance company thing to do. And, and there are folks in the, the market, uh, big players like GoDaddy that are investing seriously with an acquisition of managed WP and with partnerships with uh, Beaver Builder and uh, you even see like what uh, the guys at uh, WP Elevation who are rocking it, right? Uh, but they're all around like, hey, look, we can quickly assemble a specific set of services and, and then uh, scale that up, right? So that with volume, you've got recurring revenue. And I think if your goal is to compete on a specific service, like we do uh, backups or we do um, WordPress updates, um, you're going to see that continually that's all consolidated into, uh, I think ultimately what all the hosts provide, right? Um, so I, th I think that there is a, a danger around putting too many of uh, your, your 
uh, apples in that basket. Right. Uh, and you, you definitely you need to find who your audience is and what those customers really, really want, and then uh, make sure that's what you're 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 selling. One of the things that you and I chatted sort of offline about um, a couple of weeks back is sort of branching out to the same sort of vein of of maybe not just doing the same old thing and branching out and finding people. Uh, from around the WordPress space, instead of in the WordPress space, uh, you know, maybe other uh, your business looking in other markets for that attention, for the for that visibility, so that you don't get sort of uh, those blinders on of just you know, WordCamps and sponsoring hell podcast and other sort of WordPress type events. So you're not just living there, but you're going outside the box. How how is that changing for you in 2017? Are you going to start going to sort of more like tech conference? conferences, uh, maybe security conferences and even hosting yeah. conferences because I know those exist. Yeah, uh, we've actually thought about hosting conferences several times. I, I don't have one of those on the horizon uh, right now, but um, that's that's one that we've thought about. Uh, last year, uh, I went to DrupalCon in uh, New Orleans and that was fantastic. Uh, was so uh, an amazing event. Uh, amazing people involved and uh, believe it or not there's not a lot of people competing for WordPress work at DrupalCon uh, so <laughs> so showing up Surprise. there uh, yeah right like was pretty simple because just like a lot of WordPress agencies probably have a Drupal site that they're like uh, uh, we're not experts in this uh, most Drupal agencies have a few WordPress sites that that they would you know love to have a partner to help out with so uh, that's just just finding people who are parallel in the in the same space as us but parallel is awesome because you're not competitors um, so you get all this fantastic insight from them uh, and also uh, get to kind of operate in your wheelhouse um, in a way that's really effective and valuable to them so that's that's one of the things that we've been doing uh, and then um, this year we're more focused on being the uh, digital partners to marketing, uh, it's really niche, but like uh, larger companies that have a marketing department, right? And that marketing department needs tech help. Uh, generally, historically, what we see from our clients is that that's like internal and it's provided by probably their IT staff who is much more comfortable with handling an in-office like IT need and not uh, the websites, you know, the marketing teams need. Uh, so that's that's one of the areas where we've been focused. And so this year, uh, that's one of the places that we're looking to make a bigger presence is uh, with folks who are doing digital marketing at that level and say, hey, we, we've got the tech chops. We understand all of the needs around that. And we can provide you people that are just focused on that versus uh, also, you know, networking the computers in the building. Uh, so, yeah, th those, are, those are some of the places that we're focused for, for this year probably for the next couple. We are talking to Mason James of valet.io. He has uh, an amazing company that he's been running uh, for the last, how long now? Eight, five years, five years. Five years, five years of valet. Uh, valet.io, they have a new product coming out, Valet Metrics. You can see that over at dashboard.valet.io. .io. We are streaming live on YouTube and Facebook. I was told, or I, I was told, and I can see that there's some YouTube streaming issues, uh, but we're so far thumbs up on Facebook. If you have questions, drop them in the live chat. We have a few questions over in Facebook. Uh, one coming from Alex. He says, 
or he asks, uh, with WordPress growing in the current market, what are your thoughts on the DIY audience versus agencies that both of you own continuing to provide customized work being impacted with the services and products being created. I'm assuming that, uh, Alex, that this question is sort of something that I've been talking about for a little while now, that these flavors of WordPress, like a Rainmaker, um, a Rainmaker platform and these sort of hosted themes are uh, starting to, you know, and Beaver Builders, Page Builders, that kind of thing, are sorting, starting to sort of take the bottom low end of the consulting business, right? So I have this theory that, you know, these tools are getting easier, faster, and better, that they're no longer hiring the uh, the freelancer who's just starting out where she might charge 500 bucks and he might charge 1,000 bucks. And, uh, you know, that whole sort of entry point of maybe 500 to $1,500 might start to erode because our, because these solutions are just so much better out there and faster and easier to a degree. Uh, that's my theory. Um, and I think, Alex, that is where you're going with that question. Uh, all I can say is it's going to be, in, even though I hate the word interesting, it's going to be interesting to watch to see what happens. I think arguably people will always need service support from, from um, you know, vendors like, like you, Alex, and like Mason and I. Uh, but, um, you know, there will be some people out there that say, you know what, I'll just do it myself. I'm not going to hire my neighbor for 500 bucks or that person down the street for a thousand. This looks pretty easy to me. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, Mason, do you have anything that's to add to that thought? Or maybe you have a, maybe you have something that, that is totally the opposite. Well, I would, uh, so I try to, I try to be as optimistic as I can be. And so, uh, with that particular question, I mean, I kind of look at that as like, uh, that's good news. Uh, because if it's easier for someone to get a, site from an idea in their head to a concrete thing that is a minimum viable product. Uh, I mean, my reaction to that is, thank God, like, that's awesome. Because, uh, you know, at least for me, and this could be just that I'm terrible at this, but uh, when I worked uh, as a freelancer building sites, and this is a new concept uh, for someone that is not tested yet, and they need a website, uh, there's a lot of risk there, not just with the web project, but with the overall like business model, with uh, how it resonates with the with the audience, whether or not they do any marketing. There's a lot of risks for that thing to be successful, um, and so that makes you know. And you may just be the web developer. You may be hired just to kind of give a front end uh, to this to the space online. Um, but all of those things impact whether or not you're going to have continued work from that customer. Uh, but when it's easy for them to just get started and build a site and man, this is done and it's maybe not perfect, but it's minimum viable. They have the opportunity to test that entire business model out before they go, okay, Hey, now we've got some traction. Now we've got, uh, an audience. Now we've got revenue. Uh, we're ready to really sit down with a partner of some sort and, build this exactly the way we want. Um, they already have a proven model, so that risk isn't there. Uh, so that's, and, and that appeals to, to me more, and I think that's where our company succeeds more, is to be able to talk to a customer, understand what they've done so far, what they like about it, what they don't like about it, and create a solution that takes them to the next step, right? So uh, to me, that first step is, is the risky step. And for us, for our, you know, that's, again, that could be just my skewed perspective because of how we even got started. Um, but that 
that first level of just testing an idea out and, and putting a site live for the first time, that should be crazy easy and simple, right? And the value that uh, I think services providers can, can offer is to say, okay, you did step one. You got online, you got whatever, you've got some revenue, you've got customers, you've got uh, an audience. Now let's take you to step two. And that requires some business acumen. That requires being able to understand uh, and and facilitate what the proper uh, like KPIs are, right? And knowing here's how we uh, measurably take you to the next level uh, for your business and for your presence online. Uh, and that's something that people are always going to need some some you know human consulting help with, as opposed to uh, some kind of site builder. Absolutely. Absolutely. Time is running out, but I want to talk about software as a freaking service. We all think <laughs> it is uh, software as a uh, gold mine, but unfortunately, it is also hard work to develop just like that whole passive income thing. I have Valley Metrics up on the screen, but take us down the path of why Valley Metrics and you know what it does uh, for your for your customers. How did you get here? Why did you build it? That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so we got here because uh, it became more and more obvious to us that our value as a partner was really in overall seeing our partners succeed. And that for a lot of folks online is something they don't even have uh, maybe a clear context on. I mean, that's, that's difficult, I think, for any company. Uh, I remember, I think, I don't remember the last time, uh, I don't remember when it was that was on the Matt report before, but I remember uh, you asked me, well, what question should you have asked to me? And 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 one of the things that I had learned, and we were a couple of years in at that point, was uh, how we measure profitability and how like we can look at it and understand we're profitable per client and per uh you know, just overall quarter to quarter. That took us a while to figure out. And that's that's like a, that could be a surprising metric, but, uh, to, or to know that it took a while for us to figure that out. Um, but these things are not easy. Those, those questions are difficult. So for our clients, they have the same problem, right? They, they're not exactly sure how to know if their site is being successful. So Valley Metrics exists to help them quantify that. A really super simple example is we used to get questions where people would write in and say, hey, my site feels slow, right? It just, it feels slow. I don't know what's up. Well, that's, you know, that that's incredibly difficult to, uh, to troubleshoot and solve. But if we are actively monitoring your site speed and we are giving you the indicators for that and we're looking at speed index, we're looking at page load, we're looking at time to first byte and, and we're quantifying all of that and we're displaying it. And then we're giving you that data and we're also saying, hey, this is this is what success looks like. This is what success looks like for you and this is what it looks like for your niche. Well, then it's really easy to say, well, yeah, look, this score went from here to here. Let's look at what happened there and see if we can bring that back into alignment. It also means that we're valuable on an ongoing basis, right? Because we become, the, the goal is to become that trusted authority for our clients that they go, well, yeah, we've got to stick with valet uh, and leverage valet metrics because that's how we know. That's how we know that our site is secure. That's how we know it's performing well. That's how we know that our audience is increasing uh, and that we're doing well with the conversions on our site. 
right? If we can be that valued resource, uh, then we're not going to be the first SaaS that they kick out the door, right? That's the uh, that's the thing you don't want to be uh, when the company needs to tighten their belt. You don't want to be the first SaaS that they click cancel on. Um, so we think that we can do that, and we've proven that with our customer base that, yeah, this, this software is valuable. It provides real insights that help us know how we're doing on the site and also specific actions if we're not happy with the score, right? If, if you think, oh, man, that, that feels uh, low to me or I wish I was higher, well, we give you action steps to actually improve it. You know what I love about what you just said? <laughs> I don't know because I was <laughs> rambling on. So <laughs> but, uh, uh, when, when you uh, sponsored season four of the Report, we had a discussion uh, about what, what you're going to sponsor. And of course, it was uh, the Valley Metrics tool. And that was uh, pre-October, uh, before October. Maybe it was around Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. We had that, those talks. And yep. your pitch now, not only is it, is it better, uh, is it more refined, um, you, know, you are just a lot more confident in it than maybe when we talked earlier because you were still sort of whew, heads down building this thing you were still ironing out all the bugs um, and I think it's an amazing tool they say that robots are going to take over the world pretty soon this to me is like one of those things where it just gets all the job done for you, right? You don't have to touch it. It sort of learns all this stuff for you. It's like your little sort of AI slash robot slash IOT thing all wrapped up into a great solution for WordPress. Uh, and I'm excited uh, for, for your company and to see where this goes because I think every um, you know, consultant who wants to optimize their business and save time and and at this and all that being said support their customer better uh, than they can if they were in everybody's website twice a day looking at it all the time let this right. do it for you uh, and provide more value make more money save more time it's awesome yeah well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that we've had a fantastic response during the beta uh, and and I'm not a marketing person so we just reached out to our WordPress friends and, and colleagues and community and said, hey, sign up and give it a try. Uh, and we've had, uh, I think we're at 750, maybe maybe over that, uh, in terms of the number of sites on the software, which helps us get better, right? We can spot trends, we can see, oh, look, when we modify this, look at how that affects the scoring and also does that match reality, right? That's, that's one of the key components. So we actually have version two, uh, which we'll be launching probably April, uh, end of March, um, and we'll be having it go from a beta invite status to, hey, open for everyone. So if folks want, get in during the beta, but uh, yeah, we'll have the next version here at the end of the quarter. Go get it. Stashboard.valet.io. You can test your direct link and also Valet Metrics with an X. Go ahead and get that as well, uh, and you can sign up there. Uh, before things change, uh, before the prices go up, and he realizes how much more he should be charging for this. <laughs> uh, it's amazing stuff. I looked it up. So up on the screen, uh, let me put it up on the screen, is our uh, our interview from March uh, 2014 is when you're the last uh, you were on March 28th. So almost, almost two, oh, three years ago, almost three almost years three. ago. Um, so... A lot has changed since then. I'm super excited to see. I'm always excited to talk to you. I am always love sort of following your company and seeing what's going on. Where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Uh, easiest place is Mason James on Twitter. Uh, that's where I hang out the most. Um, or shoot me an email, mason at valet.io. Awesome. Everybody else, matreport.com slash subscribe. Season five uh, already underway. 
um, the first five episodes of season five, because we're doing a sort of split season, uh, will be out. Uh, by the end of February, it should be that last week of February. Um, and that's going to be, it was an amazing first five interviews. Super excited about that. Super excited about the second half where we're talking more about SAS with an interesting twist for the Matt Report. So definitely stay tuned for that. Don't forget to subscribe, youtube.com slash the Matt Report.